Welcome back to Don't Quit Your Day Job. My name is Paul and I am your host as always. And today I am very happy to say that all the way from South Korea, I have the Let's Talk About Math Rock guy. His name is Stephen Hazel and, and he's here right now. Hey, Steve, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> My pleasure. What I would like you to start with is your you you have an introduction that you do for every video that you do. So if you would indulge me, could you please could you please uh, do that intro? <laughs> <laughs> so hey there, Steve here. Hope you're doing well. Yes, that's it. You know, the, the funny the, yeah the <laughs> funny thing behind that is like you don't see it, but the amount of times. I will start the video, I'll say that, and I'm like, okay, that wasn't enthusiastic enough, so I'll do it again. Or the next sentence that follows it just falls apart, <laughs> so I just start the video again and then repeat myself. So, and then painfully so, yeah, watch it back. Let's start with uh, maybe just introducing what it is you do. So it's called Let's Talk About Math Rock, and you have a website, but primarily I think your focus these days is on YouTube, um, and we'll talk about the Patreon stuff yeah. in a bit, but tell, tell everyone what it is and what you're hoping to accomplish there. Well, it all started 2016 in August, and um, you know, I really can't remember what the desire was, but I, was, I just put out a video teaching a few chords and talking about a few bands that I enjoyed, and um, you know, yeah, I think that video is unlisted because it's painful for me to watch it back. But <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable, and I'm talking like uh, I'm talking like I talk to my um, international students. You know, like quite slow, make sure I articulate every single word. So it's, it seems a little awkward to watch as well. But uh, I thought I'd just put that out there, see if anyone was interested, and yeah, it got a bit of attention. Like uh, surprisingly, like if, if I recall, a few thousand views. Wow. And then I started to get subscribers and then I just started working on content from there. Um, but predominantly I, I like to teach just guitar based stuff and, you know, math rock is pretty much mostly about, you know, it is a guitar based style of music. That's for sure. So I just wanted to share some of my experiences and what I knew. And then it was like, just expanded on from there really. That's it. It's awesome. And for I'll uh, drop the links into the, the podcast description so oh, everyone can can check it out. Um, so I'm a punk rock guy. I've been playing in punk rock bands, you know, my whole life for for 30 years. Um, I never took lessons until I reconnected with a friend out in L.A. And he was like, well, I mm -hmm. could just give you lessons over Skype. So I started doing that. And then as I got better shockingly i got better from taking lessons and practicing and uh okay. and then i started i started looking around for other stuff and um one of the things i came across on youtube just randomly you know youtube just stuck in in front of my face uh was one of your videos and i was like oh this looks interesting and i put it on and your your enthusiasm and your friendliness just comes right through the screen and i was immediately like this guy is the best. And then you started playing guitar and your technique is so good and so clean and so great. And your ability to explain was so good. I was just astounded. Um, so it's interesting that you don't really have a background there. You just sort of did it and it, and it grew. 
Um, because you mm. honestly, I don't know how long it takes you to do a video, but you seem so natural in front of the camera. <laughs> okay, well, I appreciate that. Um, it's built up over time. If you watch my early stuff, I'm not so confident. Nowadays, I've got better at video editing and stuff. So, you know, like I splice out any um, hesitations or right. pauses, <laughs> you know, like a modern YouTube video, basically. And I've also been practicing a lot in those, that four-year time span. But the, I don't know, um, like I am musically educated. I, I did a, back in, well, I'm from, from the UK, if you hadn't guessed already, but uh, back there, so I studied popular music practice at college, which is you know, high school equivalent. And then I went on to do popular music practice at a university, an undergraduate degree as well. Um, with those, with my interests, I'd say always been, you know, I started playing guitar when I was 16, heavily into like Foo Fighters, Nirvana, uh, like no effects, like punk, punk as well, like yourself. Um, then I, I just always wanted to be in a band. That was it. I just really enjoyed playing music with others. So I was just in, you know, countless projects from then on really with, you know, good friends. And then I got into, I'd say, introduced to bands like, I was like at the drive-in, Fall of Troy, when I was around 18 years old, I'd say. And then it went from there to getting into more like of the mathy kind of style bands. And then that was the kind of like, I really want to learn how to play like Thomas Eric of the Fall of Troy. So I started learning those riffs and it just compounded from there really. And uh, back when I was at, just when I started to go to university and before I did, I was a part of the, you know, the uh, like British kind of math rock scene, going to watch all the bands. So those bands like uh, Colour, it was a band called Tube Lord, um, like TTNGs back then, This Town Needs Guns. Blackfish was another one. And they were around, um, I was in the Midlands. So it's like the, if, if you're familiar with England around the Birmingham area. So it was bands around there. So that was kind of my experience of what math rock was. And then I moved to South Korea 2012. So I've been kind of out of that loop <laughs> since then. <laughs> I think I've gone on a massive tangent here. I can't even remember. No, what no, no. That's, it's, 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 it's all good. And again, it's the, the, I think math rock for, for anyone who's not really familiar with the style is very yeah. focused on technique, a lot of tapping and a lot of weird time signatures and, and more interesting chords, which was ultimately mm. what drew me to it. Um, okay. I learned the, the, the C9 chord from you, from your, your math rock book, uh, so I started playing a bunch of nines and now I throw nines and sevens into all of my punk rock songs just because, <laughs> because it sounds so cool and interesting. But, but again, um, a lot of that comes from you and some of your videos that are just 30 seconds long or a minute long where you're just throwing chords down or you're, or you're playing technique, I think are super helpful for, for guys oh, who great. aren't familiar with math rock, mm. but are coming in because they're interested mm. in the sound. Um, you're right. Well, that's like, well, glad to know that, uh, you know, I like, I like making those videos. It's, it's just basically like something I'm working on at the time. And I thought, well, right. this could be useful if I show what the chords are and stuff. You know, there is, um, yeah, there's so many, because it's hard to define what exactly math rock is because there's so many different, you know, if you right. say like a band's like, this town needs guns is math rock, 
but then you say something like um, I don't know, like Chan is math for us. The technicalities there, but they are quite different from one another. Right, so right. that's where you get all these sub terms, you know, like a math prog, <laughs> for example, <laughs> and stuff like that. But it, it generally what I'm interested in, I like I like to teach. I'm not very not so versed in um, uh, that proggy kind of techie style. I'm trying to get better at that at the moment, but I'm generally more into the emo meets math rock, right. um, wherever that blend is. <laughs> that's my that's what I what I enjoy the most. I would say. Right. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you actually find the videos useful. It's nice to get some uh, feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Again, it's like I take a little piece that that I can actually do and then I just start incorporating that and then I then I go back and try to learn a little bit more you know like anybody who's interested exactly. in learning you know I think that that's yeah. the general approach I'm, I'm trying to slowly teach people like theory is not that hard <laughs> you know right, just right. <laughs> trying to try to teach you for osmosis it's like here's a core progression and I put some roman numerals and it puts a lot of people off I think instantly when you just if you spend five minutes you, you know just learning what a key signature is and what chords are in a key signature, then that, that's, that'll work wonders for you. Right. And that you, the combination of what you're doing in, in the videos that I see and, you know, going or, or taking a lesson over Skype with, with my friend Mark, um, really, mm. after years and years and years of playing root fifth power chords um, in every configuration you can think of, and now suddenly hearing <laughs> a seventh or a, or a fifth is, or, sorry, not a fifth, uh, uh, a ninth is just, it's crazy yeah. to hear those sounds, you know, it really... Well, you'd always associate them with, I guess, more like jazz styles and stuff. So right. you see them applied in a different context. I think that's probably what makes it more exciting. Yeah, we could. If you're going with like dominant chords all the time, then that sounds quite, you know, jazzy. Right. But like using major seventh sound is like the the clash that you get in that chord. It has like a lot of tension, right. very heartfelt, and then you know you, you can do that tension and release kind of thing. But I don't know. Nothing wrong with playing power chords no, and stuff. No, my favorite sure. shows. It's, it's... My favorite shows are uh, <laughs> punk shows. That's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> They're always good fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about um, about the YouTube videos in particular. Um, you put up a video and then you get a lot of comments, right? So you have a good number of followers. Actually, before we go yeah, there, yeah. Uh, do you consider yourself a YouTube personality? Are you are you one of those? Uh, not not particularly, you know, like as the channel grows, I try to like every so often reflect on what's happening and where, where, how I've developed. And, you know, for example, like a couple of months ago, I noticed that I'm starting to get too much into the gear side of that youtube side of things you know like you know here's a piece of gear it's amazing you should buy it you know like that, that kind of thing so so i was like whoa, whoa, whoa. I, mean, I need to bring the reins pull that back in and um, so i you know i uh unlisted all of my gear review stuff and then i left that on a like a playlist on my page and then i only left up like gear stuff that was aimed at helping you get a better sound or here's some things that you could get and then like um if I was working with a company, you know, they was if they were like asking to send me pedals and stuff. Now I just uh, say like I'm not not interested uh, anymore. That we're not not a nasty way. <laughs> I would not work. Please leave no, me but, alone. Uh, yeah, please leave. Uh, like I'm just yeah, not at the moment kind of thing. And then just concentrating on 
building a community and, uh, you know, try and have trustfulness with the people that, uh, some kind of trust with the people that right. watch my channel and being transparent about what it is I'm trying to achieve. So, so yeah, um, I don't see myself as a personality at the moment. I would like to collab with other YouTubers. I have reached out to a few others that do okay. similar stuff to me, but uh, unfortunately they, you know, they're busy with other things and it just tends to fall through. But I am, I am part of like the little niche math rock community in a right. way. Um, you know, I have like a Discord server where I would chat with um, you know, people who sign up to my Patreon, which is always always really good fun to see what's going on with them. So, yeah, trying to build, like, little community with it and um, thinking about what my audience will enjoy, but also at the same time what I actually would, would what motivates me to make right. videos, basically. One of the things I wanted to talk about just a little bit here was the comment section of of your videos where you're you're pretty active and you you respond to comments but one of the things i noticed almost immediately was the positivity um in the comments yeah, yeah. which is just <clears throat> which is it's not something you always see in in on youtube channels and i think that's a reflection of you and the personality that comes through so you know congrats on that but i love the comments well, thanks, yeah on your sweaters and the clothes that you're wearing in that particular video. Um, <laughs> they're always so funny. Um, so do you, do you go out of your way to dress a particular way for the videos? No, no, it's just, um, you know, I'm not trying to like dress up anything, you know, like this is me, you know, like I'm, right. I'm in my room, I'm teaching online. I'm wearing my, you know, pajama pants. Right. <laughs> so it's just whatever I'm wearing at that time. Sometimes I'll wear one of like these are like my t-shirts back here. Right. We're on a we're audio for people on <laughs> listening. It's a, he pointed at t-shirts, everybody. Yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wear one of those, but I don't try and like dress up. The only, the only time I did that was. Um, when I had like a you know Zoom interview, I wore a suit and I thought I looked ridiculous because I didn't put any, I didn't put my suit pants on. So I was just wearing a, the top part. So I thought, well, this would look funny in a video. So that that probably would be one of the only times that I did something like that, I guess. But yeah, um, not trying to dress it up. I tend to leave in like my mistakes and little fluffs in my playing as well. I know a lot of YouTubers will. Uh, doctor everything so like you know you can easily just take one take and just copy and paste right. that over your playing or even record the the thing before uh, the audio only before and then just mime along to it now actually uh, you know i have done that a few times um when it's become incredibly difficult to play a piece let's say but uh <laughs> generally i yeah just i'll sit over there there's a stool <laughs> and in this room and then uh, I'll just have it, have it running the camera running the, you know, recording on my computer. And I just keep going until I feel like, okay, I got the best. That's the best I could play that right now. And it's okay to leave your mistakes in. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You're it, a, you're a human person. You're just prevent presenting a false, uh, what would be the word I'm looking for? You know, like it's not attainable. Right. Right. In, in, in my, in, you know, if everything looks perfect all the time, then this, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm suspicious. 
<laughs> well, then you're even young or someone like that who who doesn't who apparently never makes a mistake. You know, she... if you watch uh, a lot of her videos, she uh, like her personal ones. Yeah, that she's she leaves in the mistakes. Yeah. But yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. That's a whole. That's a whole other subject. Yeah. Uh, some of your videos, uh, again, some of them are shorter and they're meant to be funnier. Like in particular, I like the, the one where you're playing gent, um, sort of in the, in the, in the math rock. I think style. that one was, that one kind of polarized my audience. <laughs> that one got the most dislikes, which I think like my average on the channel is 99% likes. So it's not, I think that one was like 90 95 percent or something so <laughs> I, but uh, yeah I, I, it, it's it's funny yeah, it was sorry. it was great yeah so so that sort of stuff so you're mixing in like these true sort of instructional ones with these with these funnier ones which i think is is the right right approach at least yeah. for, for me as as someone who watches them but i try yeah i don't want to put stuff in there that like okay I've only got an audience that watches me for my gear stuff, or I got an audience that only watches me for a particular thing. So I try to make it related in some way. I like, yeah, I like making an educational style video and then making like, here's me playing something. And then here's a silly video kind of thing, like, right. uh, like a combination of that, those three. I try to get a video once a week and I have um, a full-time job. And uh, so that, that, yeah, we'll get into that, but that uh, yeah. <laughs> obviously gets in the way of things. But. Right. <laughs> so, so actually that's a good segue right there. So, so you're yeah. in South Korea. Did you move there for a yep. job or for some other reason? And then you can go ahead and describe what, what you're doing for, for mm. your day job. Well, um, my, my wife is South Korean. Okay. Uh, we met in England in 2008. Yeah. 2008. And we've been together since then. She was in England studying uh, English. And we lived together for a little while until 2012. And then um, her, uh, we were like, okay, you know, we can try this in South Korea. I'll give it a go. So I got a, I got a job teaching English as a second language uh, through a program called EPIC, which is English program in Korea. And, you know, you just teach, you go to the local schools, uh, elementary or middle or high, and then you teach English to the students. So I got a job through that. We came over together and I've, I've been here since and uh, just been working on that career as well. So I did a, my undergraduate degree is in, like I said, in popular music practice. And then I have a master's degree in uh, li applied linguistics and TESOL, which is, you know, teaching English to his second uh, language. Wow. <laughs> speaks of other languages so <laughs> so i've got a quite a um if you look at my academic history it's like music 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 and then <laughs> <laughs> applied linguistics so and then now uh, that got me landed me the current job i have which is teaching at a place called unist which is a uh, ulsan which is the city i'm in which is ulsan national institute of science and technology so i teach um just the students the um students there uh, like English re reading and writing skills okay. and uh, speaking and listening skills basically and because of because uh, of the COVID uh, virus um, sorry coronavirus so I've been online almost yeah, a year and a half now so I've been teaching from home which has been a bonus for obviously making YouTube content I'm, right. you know I'm here in my workspace all day long uh, otherwise, I don't think I would have been able to make as much content that, as I have been making 
Yep. Uh, sorry, yeah, the, the story. Um, yep. Yeah. So we moved, we got married in 2015, and I've been here since then. And uh, I have uh, three children as well, believe it or not. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so if you if you ever think you don't have enough time <laughs> to do anything, <laughs> so I have a full-time job. Where, granted, I'm working from home. I run a YouTube channel and I have three children. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that is impressive, to, to say the least. So a couple of, question, couple of follow-up questions then. Do you speak uh, Korean? Um, enough to get by, but not fluently. That's okay. something that I always neglected, and I, <clears throat> I should give it more time. But that all my all my spare time pretty much goes to uh, working on YouTube. So, right. so maybe this and, makes uh, you feel yeah. better. I lived in Germany for nine years, um, and of course, <clears throat> I can speak German certainly enough to get by, but my German. Uh, is not, I would not even say good. It's uh, <laughs> lower adequate, maybe. So so maybe that makes you feel a little bit better. I mean, I have plenty of time to learn. But, but I mean, everybody in Germany speaks English, so the motivation is yeah, low. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I talk with my wife in English, and, and yeah, so she, she said she should just always talk Korean to me, and then I would get better, yeah, right? But, yeah, yeah, for, <laughs> but she, can't, she hasn't got the patience. She just gets annoyed after <laughs> waiting for me to respond. I was like, you're not going to be a good teacher that way. You've got to have patience. Right? <laughs> and whenever, like, my experience of, like, at work, like, working with Korean colleagues, they just want to practice English. Right. If I start speaking Korean, they're like, uh, let's talk English so I can practice English. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about how you're mixing your day job with with an attempt to to do something with music. And I guess we can start yep. with, you know, how serious or what you're trying to do. So I mentioned at the top that you have a Patreon channel. So mm. uh, so just to come clean to everybody, I am a patron of, of Steve's, although we hadn't met before this call um right um but i but i am a patron and and i pay for for content because because i think it's worth it you know so i think that's the oh, whole point you. you put out content that i think is worthwhile so i pay you for it and that's that's the idea so so what are, what are you hoping to accomplish with patreon and how does that mix with mm -hmm. your day job okay so yeah like i there's there's um it, it goes into the whole being a youtuber thing like uh so if, like if i was to give you some statistics so last month i did really well on youtube you know like a couple of my videos did uh quite a substantial amount of views for me it's like you know hundred odd thousand and then that got me what five hundred and sixty thousand views so we're talking over half a, you know a half a, over half a million right. views and then YouTube advertisement revenue for that is just over $500. So <laughs> YouTube alone, even if I have a good month, is like, yeah, it's not very great. Right. So um, right. if I want to make a living off this kind of thing, I don't want to rely on companies so much because then my content starts to become, um, what's the word, like catered right. to their vision, what they want. So I noticed when I was doing the gear stuff, I was starting to make content. I had to think of ideas that I wasn't really, you know, I've got this piece of gear. I need to make a video about it. 
but am I inspired by it or, you know, this is just stuff I don't want to do. It's getting in the way of content that I actually want to make for people who watch my channel. So that's why I withdrew from that. And if I want to be self-sustained channel, then um, yeah, I have to uh, make, I want what well, I want to make, what people want to watch and what I'm happy with making. And that means I need to get you know support from like, like yourself, uh, from people who watch my channel and you know want me to continue making content. So my hope is eventually I can stop working full-time and go to a part-time job right. cool. <laughs> and then this this would pay you know the, the rest of that missing part from the full-time mm -hmm. job so you know i do a number of approaches you know youtube patreon i have um an ebook that i put together that you know i charge it only five five dollars fifty for that yeah. the reason i charge five dollars fifty is because pay uh, paypal takes 50 cents for every sale <laughs> so, so that gets me five dollars after that but i sell merchandise and stuff as well but it's not enough at the moment to yeah definitely not sustain a family that's for sure right. if i was single living on my own i could probably go full time but um that's the idea with it to do the thing that i'm passionate about and really enjoy uh, but that relies on the support of other people and uh yeah I think I think that's pretty much sums up what I'm what I'm doing. For for Patreon, do you find that people are joining and staying for a time and leaving, or do you find that people find you and then become patrons and and stay? Mm, well, I haven't really looked at the statistics recently. Okay, uh, it's it's up and down. I mean, it's growing every month uh, slowly. Well, I'm really you know I'm happy about that. Uh, I don't think. With Patreon, they try to make it like, you know, you can interact with your patrons. Here's all your content. Right. But I think most people on Patreon just like, okay, I want to support this person. Here's an X amount of money. And I don't want to do any more than that, right? Because, like, I post stuff on my Patreon all the time. Mm -hmm. I've got, I don't know, 200 and something Patreons. And there'll be, like, one like or two likes on <laughs> each post. So there's no, one, no one's going there, right? You know, so I try to... As I've been doing Patreon, I've tried to streamline everything to where it's easier, the most, the most effort, sorry, the least amount of effort for the person who's signing up to get the things that they want. Okay. Because before it was like you need to go through all of this, jump through all these hoops to get what you need. But now I'm just like, okay, I'll make these individual tiers, and I put like where you can find the things that you get right. for each of those, right. each of those tiers. I would like to do guitar lessons again online, but unfortunately, I don't. I don't have the time for that. That would be another way of sourcing right. some some right. kind of income, right? Right. Well, I did go to the the Patreon page yesterday because you released uh, a little EP, a little solo EP. Yeah, yeah, solo EP. Uh, that one is uh, called Persimmon, which is a it's a fruit that you see a lot over here in the in the winter. And uh, the cover is, um, you know, some person on farm from <laughs> over, over here. Uh, yeah, that one. So they're like riff ideas from, you know, like about a year or two ago that I developed into songs. Then I um, finally got around to recording them, editing them. And, you know, I did all the, the you know, I did all the drums, did all the bass and then, I did vocals for them. And it's just, yeah, kind of like um, not the 
most pristine EP, but I'm, I'm happy with, you know, I did it all myself apart from the mastering. And uh, I even recorded the vocals in my car because I couldn't do them here. <laughs> and there's no rehearsal rooms open. <laughs> so keep that in mind when you listen to it. That wow. I'm in my car, uh, on my knees, <laughs> shouting into a microphone with a, a laptop and a audio interface. That in this, is uh, amazing. Mic, yeah. That is amazing. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone doing that. So congrats on that, too. That's then, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was the car in a car park or in a garage? Did anybody walk by you while you were doing it? Well, um, it's a bit noisy at my apartment here. So I drove somewhere quiet and then um, closed all the doors. It's like an oven inside there. But every time I closed the door, the, the car alarm would go off because it would think someone's like broken into the car. <laughs> so I had to leave one of the doors like slightly open. So I was worried about background noise, but it turned out it was fine. Yeah, it was um, definitely sounds good. Yeah, I had to had to clean the like, sweat off some of the seats afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so then, what's the status of Mountains? I, I know the song Incandescent is a is a pretty popular song mm. with the people that follow you. Yeah. You you play that that riff uh, with some relative <laughs> frequency on your channel. It's, it's it's become a meme, I think. Yeah. My, my <laughs> Yeah, that one. Um, but we're still going. I actually, uh, so Ali, a good friend and bass player, we, we work at the same place. And uh, if we were on campus, then we would be in the same office together pretty much. So okay. we, we could probably jam a bit more often. But um, Joel, who recorded drums on that EP, um, Midnight EP, uh, he moved to Vietnam shortly after we recorded that. So we did one last um, hurrah in Japan. We did a few shows. I think that was August 2019. Okay. And then afterwards, he well, actually, he was in Vietnam at that time. So we hadn't practiced for months. We all met up in Japan Friday. We practiced and Saturday morning of something we practiced before the show. <laughs> and then we played <laughs> a couple of shows over that, that weekend. And we were pretty tight considering we hadn't played together in months. And um, so... Then COVID happens. Think we, we all got Ali and I got this new job, so we were adjusting to that. And uh, so now, actually, surprise! Um, so coincidentally, this week we we decided to record uh, the next EP. Okay. So we've got six six songs that we're going to do, and uh, Joel is going is flying back to the states where he's from America. Uh, hopefully, sometime after things calm down a little bit and he's going to record drums there. I'm going to record guitar and probably bass here. And then I need to go somewhere to do vocals and then I'll, we'll pay somebody who knows what they're doing <laughs> to uh, mix and mix and master it. So, yeah. So yeah, if you, if you're a mountains fan, some exciting news yeah, for you there. And yeah, um, so hopefully, cool. <laughs> hopefully we'll get recording um, this August when, when we're on vacation. So, uh, maybe maybe one last question about all of this then. Yeah. What's the what's mm. the live music scene like in in South Korea? So pre pre pandemic times. Pre COVID. Are there are there places yeah. to play? Were you playing out a lot? Oh yeah, for sure. There was uh, there's a big pretty big music scene. Um, you know, it's, it's such a small country that it's like all right. You know, because we we started mountains probably 2014. I think I started it and 
at that time I, I didn't even really know that shows were a thing over here so you know I started going to shows with uh with the bands you know I didn't know anyone so it was like they knew everyone already so okay. it was one of those awkward situations and just seeing like you know there's like post rock a lot of punk and um you know Ali is in mountains now was doing a project then and then that was very like like kind of like hella style like math rock very mm-hmm. um just in your face aggressive crazy so i was like wow this this exists here the stuff that i enjoy you know and like so then the mountain started from that and um played a lot of shows you know every weekend like friday saturday sun and sometimes sunday but you know work on monday so uh all around the country it's like okay we've got a got a show in Seoul you know take the train it's an hour and a half to get there stay the night come back the next day you know it's not so much a problem to go play shows places quite a big music scene yeah before all this happened um but we we haven't played I think the last show we did was like January 2019 over here before and then Joel Joel left to go to Vietnam Uh, but that was that was a good show it was in a city called Busan in the south and the place was was fully packed because it was our our last show every other show is pretty much empty so (laughs) (laughs) like okay it's the last show I should I should make an effort to go and watch them I guess (laughs) I know that city only because of the movie Train to Busan Train to Busan yeah yeah. so there's a famous train line that runs from Seoul to Busan so it's like the back like the spine of Korea, basically. Okay. It's about a three-hour train journey on the you know the bullet train over here. Yeah, um, and that's what. Whenever I mention Busan, that's what most people say. I mean, that's <laughs> the only thing I really know about uh, Korea, other than <laughs> other than Seoul. Um, cool. So lucky, yeah. yeah. Cool. One yeah. one last thing then. So, what yep. is your what is your next thing? I so we talked about the the mountains project in in terms yep. of, of yeah. developing. Uh, the the YouTube channel is there anything that you're working on that's maybe different or bigger or you're just trying to grow it slowly and steadily is that is that the idea mm, just taking it at the moment week by week making content yeah I got like a got my uh, don't know why my uh, flashlights on my phone for um, so I got a list on my phone of just like okay. potential videos that I want to make. Like some of them are like serious, serious ones. And some of them are like, you know, comedy kind of sketch things, but to do with, with math rock. And so I'm, uh, I'll be working, working on those basically just trying to make content, make bigger, better content as, right. as I go along basically. And trying to get to that hundred thousand uh, milestone, which I'm not too far off now. Cool. Very, very good. And uh, yeah, mount, yeah, mountains would be the the next thing I'm working on now. Getting getting that recording for for music wise anyway. Right. So right. excited to do that one. Very, very good. Well, it's been great to to talk to you, Stephen. I I do appreciate it. I will drop all of the links. Uh, if anyone wants to get into contact with Stephen, support him on Patreon. Yeah. Go to his YouTube channel. Buy his ebook. Um, which I have printed out only so that I can write in it, um, which is <laughs> thank you. I appreciate <laughs> useful. Um, uh, I, I even if you're not a guitar player, I think it's worthwhile to go to the YouTube channel and just to see Stephen say, 
Uh, hey, <laughs> so go ahead and say it one more time. Now I can't even remember. <laughs> so, hey there, Steve here. Hope you're doing yeah, well. Yeah, that's it. It's great. <laughs> I, I, I love it so much. Um, thanks to everyone who's listening. Uh, uh, it is very much appreciated. Please continue to uh, support the the podcast. Please like and subscribe and tell your friends and all of that stuff. And uh, go and support our new friend, uh, Stephen Hazel, on uh, Let's Talk About Math Rock. Stephen, thank you very much for uh, my, being on the show. My pleasure. This is really good fun. <laughs> Great.